Hello and welcome to Delving to Draft, this is episode 23, recorded on the 14th of April 2013. My name is Craig and I'm one of your hosts. Joining me as always is... Steve! Right, let's get into the news. GP Strasbourg is going on right now at the moment because we're recording on Sunday for some inexplicable reason. It's currently in the quarterfinals. Alexander Hain, I believe, has went 14 or 15 with one draw. Hmm. But otherwise, he won all of his other games, I believe. I just want to double-check that. Yeah, I believe he won 15 games and got one draw. And he's now in the quarterfinals. Um, but maybe by the end of the episode, we will know who the champion of GP Strasbourg is. Nice. Right, an announcement about an announcement, which is something which really narks me off. So, the banned and restricted announcement will be announced on April the 19th, uh, sorry, April, April the 29th, rather than May the 3rd. Nice, thanks, thanks for keeping us informed, guys. But, uh, yeah, nothing, the, the, the announcement itself hasn't been announced, but I, I, lo- <laughs> I, I love announcements about announcements or trailers above trailers. Yeah. You know, you get a countdown timer, and then all of a sudden it's like, I will show you a trailer in four days after the countdown timer's been announced. It's like, what? Do you know what, the one, do you know the one that really annoys me, Craig? It's when you're watching the news or listening to the news on the radio, and they say, this politician said he was outraged by current events, and then they go, cut to the clip, and it's the politician standing there and goes, I'm outraged about current events, and then it basically cuts away again. It's like, bah! <laughs> why, why did you bother? Yeah. Other news. Uh, the Dragon Maze intro packs have been revealed. So the five intro packs, and there is only five, which means five guilds aren't being included. Anyway, so five which are Azorus Authority, Orzov Power, Rakdos Revelry, Gruul Siege, and Simic Domination. Mm. So I believe those are all the allied colored guilds. Uh, no, it doesn't, because you've got Orzov and Azorius, so I will just shut up. Okay, so you have five random guilds. Uh, each of them will have a foil of their guild champion, so if you're looking for a foil champion for, say, your EDH deck, then that's the best way to get it, or at least the easiest way to get it. Um, yeah. We've also seen uh, the promo cards, which are going to come out in Dragon's Maze, so I'm sure everybody is aware of Maze's End, which is the yeah. completely useless mythic rare land. Uh, we're also apparently getting a special foil planes. Every player who participates in the pre-release will get a special foil planes. I imagine this will be some part <laughs> of solving the implicit maze. Ah. So... Yeah, it's, it looks like a normal Ratnica Plains, but it's got the date of the pre-release on it, so I guess that's a thing. Um, the launch promo is breaking and entering, which we'll get to at some stage today, probably. Uh, the Biobox promo is render silent. The two game day promos, which are the full art cards, uh, the standard card is Tristani's Summoner, and the full art top eight is the Melek Is It Paragon. So mm. if you want to have Melek as your EDH commander, then that's probably the one you really want. Also, there's a new League token. That's a bird. It, it's got new artwork, but otherwise it's a bird. <laughs> and there's also going to be a brand new token in Dragon's Maze, which is an elemental green-white, which has power and toughness equal to the creatures you control. But Wow. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> some, some of this is interesting. Like, I need, now need to top eight just so I can have a Melek. Is it Paragon? Craig, I'm going to go for a tangent here. I want to see foil t- foil tokens at some point in the future. Were the Angel Demon double face tokens foil from the Hell Vault? I don't Ooh. actually know because I never attended a Abyssin Restored pre-release. Yeah, I went to those, but I never saw any, any of those um, tokeny things. Yeah, but I just want to see like, hey, I got a token. Hey, this one's foil. Wow, cool. I think yeah. the Angel Demon double face one. I'm pretty sure there is definitely a foil token somewhere. If anyone yeah. knows, let us know, because it may just bug me otherwise. But do you know what I mean? I just want to be sitting there, play my, my foil Krenko, tap them and make foil goblins. You know what I mean? Makes well, sense to me. If you play on Magic <laughs> Online, foil cards create foil tokens. Yeah, I know. Why, why can't that be true in real life too? Anyway, ah, okay. small aside. 
Fair enough. Um, <laughs> final piece of news. Um, we have featured on a top ten Magic the Gathering podcasts uh, list. Really? We are at number eight. Um, I won't bother mentioning the other uh, podcasts around some, us. Who, who makes such lists, Craig? Um, if you go to mtgostrat.com, they have made lists. I actually believe we featured on it once before, a few months ago, but I think I kind of forgot to mention it. Yay, but that's now, cool. But now we featured again. I believe the two big points were Scottish accents and drafts. <laughs> cool. Well, at least most of the time we talk in Scottish accents. Yeah, and most of the time we talk about drafts. Yeah, most of the time. Most of the time. Okay, that's us for the news. So let's us move on to... Name that card! Name that card! Oh, I don't have to do that again. I, can't, I just like doing that so much, Craig. Have you, have you actually listened to it since I've just got your clip it? Because <laughs> whenever I say name that card, I just cut myself out of put in what you say. Ah, cool. So then you always go, oh, I'm really excited, but it sounds like you just said name that card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, um, would you like to start? What are we going for? I have not thought of anything. Hmm. Okay. Are we just going bog standard name that card, or are we doing, shall we, shall we uh, take a look into the future? And do a Dragon's Maze name that card. Well, you... Uh, <laughs> I'm a distinct disadvantage from not having actually looked at any of the promos, so maybe that's not a good idea. Not the promos, the spoilers. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to work out well for you, because you're not going to have a, <laughs> a clue. You can try me, though. I have looked, but I'm not quite sure how good this is going to go. Hmm. Don't pick any of those gatekeeper monocolored four drops, because I can't remember their individual names. Okay, okay. I am looking at a card, Craig. Excellent. Is it from Dragon's Maze? It is from Dragon's Maze. Okay, this is going to go disastrously, but <laughs> let's keep right, going. Okay. This card has a tap symbol on it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it, 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 please tell me this isn't Maze's End. It's Maze's End, Craig! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Man! Right, okay, you got it too easy. It's my go now. Come on, we can do this. Are you wanting a Dragon's Maze one? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> nah. Ugh, okay, fine. Nah, right. nah, nah. Tell you what, tell you what. I, I've, I'm, I know what to do, Craig. We'll go through the spoilers, as we're going to do, and then I'll do my name that card after okay. we've gone through them. Because I haven't got, like, confession, I've not had a lot of time this week, or even a lot of time in general, just been buzzing about, and I've not looked at any of the spoilers. And this is my first look at the spoilers. It's going to be exciting. I'm a little, little excited. Okay, Dux. Right. Let us go into the spoilers, but before we do... If you have a look at the spoilers and uh, you aren't aware, something old is being brought back in Dragon's Maze. And by that I mean split cards are returning. Yay. So split, <laughs> split cards, for those who don't know, they are a card which is orientated on landscape and it has two spells on it. So literally one half of the card, the left-hand side, is a spell and the right-hand side is a spell. And normally what you do, you'd cast one half of it and you get the effect from one half. So it's it's like having two spells on a card, but you only get the option to cast one. There's no way of somehow casting both. Yeah. Unless it's Dragon's Maze, in which case they've introduced a brand new mechanic <laughs> on all the split cards code Fuse, which says you may cast one or both halves of the card from your hand. Right, I'm going to put my hand up right now and say I did not like these cards in the past. I just thought they didn't look very nice, they looked a bit horrible, and just didn't like the feel of them. So when were split cards previously printed? Because I don't remember them from when I've been playing. I... Oh, no. When was it? So... When, it was... It must have been after Mirage. Was it Visions or something like that? Give me a sec. I there's Time Spiral. There's Invasion, um, Planar Chaos, Dissension, 
Apocalypse. I'm not naming in any chronological order, I'm just naming it. Yeah, yeah. Some have been reprinted in various things, but let's just ignore that. Uh, that kind of looks like it may be it. So <laughs> it was in, yeah. So it's been in the previous Ravnica. I think it was maybe just in Dissension. And right. we had some of them coming back in Time Spiral and, yeah, Apocalypse of Invasion. Yeah, that I just right. really remember not liking them at all. <laughs> so what, what was your big problem with them? The fact that you it, the, the spells weren't that good or just because you had to sort of look at them uh, sideways think, and thus just kind of gave up Yeah, the I just think it was so different at the time and it was quite jarring. Kind of was just like, this, is, this isn't a magic card, this feels like some kind of... I don't know, it just didn't feel right, Craig. And it was all small and tiny, the tiny little pictures. And... Yeah, this is true. And we, well, you got to mind, we, we were really young at the time as well. It, like, aesthetics were a lot to us. You know, it's just like, that doesn't look cool, I'm not playing it, you know? i got to so, say, I, I really don't like the look of the old ones, but I don't like, you know, pre-modern boards, uh, pre-modern sort of cards. They don't look nice, especially yeah, the blue ones. I really hate the blue border, but... It took me a long time to get used to the modern kind of borders and stuff, you know? Fair enough. Fair and framing and that. And, like, I still don't like artifacts. I wish I'd go back to brown artifacts. It's never going to happen. Okay, I, I really detest brown artifacts, so... I'll, yeah, it's just like, it looks like that. It looks an- antiquated. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, a, you've just pulled an antique out your deck. It's like, yeah. But no, that'd be off. Like, and there was, for, for a while, like, when the first came out, it was quite hard to, to tell at a glance if a card was a white card or an artifact card. Sometimes you're right, like, yeah. You know, and I was like, and they, they've got that right now. You can definitely tell the difference now, and it's you know at, at a glance. I think they had to change that during the Muradin block because if I remember correctly, Muradin had quite a light border, and then during yeah. Darksteel and Fifth Dawn they darkened yeah it because of that problem. Okay, right. Enough reminiscing. Let us talk about new stuff. Um, <laughs> so the first thing we can have a look at are some commons because why not? Commons will make up the bulk of our decks, and as fun as rares are, you know. Well, I just said comments make the bulk of the deck. So there is a cycle of gatekeepers. These are monocolored three and one color drops or four drops. Um, they're all two fours and they all have different abilities which require two gates to trigger. Right. So if we look at the first one, the white one, so three and a white, is Sunspire Gatekeepers, and they're human soldiers. And they're two four, as I said. And it says, when Sunspire Gatekeepers enter the battlefield, if you control two or more gates, you may put a two two white knight creature token with vigilance onto the battlefield. Oh. Which doesn't sound too bad. Like, okay, there's one thing we've got to remember. There's going to be a lot more gates going around because every single Dragon Maze booster pack will have a gate, occasionally the Shockland or Maze's End, but yeah. you know, gates are going to be a bit more prevalent. Yeah, and you're probably going to be more likely to be across three colours. Yeah, I think that... Uh, well, I want to say that may be inevitable, but we'll see, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, it is really hard. I remember when we did the gate crash um, pre-release. At the end, we had a gate crash booster each, and we did gate crash, return to Ravnica, return to Ravnica. Yeah. And trying to draft return to Ravnica guilds in gate crash is horrendously rubbish, <laughs> broken, <laughs> terrible, unenjoyable. Which is what yeah. we were all trying to do because we we're all fully aware. Like, if I try to draft um, Simic, then I'm going to open two boosters of return to Ravnica, and it's going to be rubbish. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, I don't see two colour working too well, but I'm sure, you know, people will do it from time to time. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be pretty tricky because your, your last pack, you could be stuck just picking the mon- monocoloured cards. Or well, your second you're, pack, depending on what guild, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah, like, if I if I go is it, then obviously gate crash is rubbish for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, Sunspire Gatekeeper, two gates together, 2-2, two, two, I mean... Seems good, man. 
It's quite a decent ability. Yeah. I mean, like, you're getting, for your four mana, you've got a two four, that's pretty good, and then you chuck in an extra guy, extra free two two get in there. Yay. I mean. Would you be yeah. happy enough just for a two four for four, though? Uh, it's a little I'm, bit on the weak side. Yeah. It's a, it's, good, it's a good blocker, though. I mean, I think one, the, the issue which we were talking about during Return to Ravnica were, you know, power three or toughness three. Mm. You know, once you go up to four, or once you go down to two, like things change a lot. Like there's a lot of three threes attacking you. Yeah, I mean, this two guy, four is good. This guy, I, I do like him though because he's, you know, you've got Selesnya, you've got to think back to gate crash and you're thinking, yeah, I've got uh, populate. I was going to say pro- proliferate. We've got populate for Selesnya, mm-hmm. and then this guy's also battalion on a stick. Yeah, he does fill both rules pretty well. Yeah. So let's let's look down at another gatekeeper because the the enter the battlefield if you have the gates ability does change wildly between the colors. Mm. So like if we go to opal gate gatekeeper, so three in a blue and uh, all the same as everything else except for you get to draw a card if you have two or more gates. Right. See, this is good as well. This is real good. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, in, with the white one you got virtual card advantage with the extra knight. With this one you've got card advantage because you just get. A yeah. Card. And then when bringing it, think about Ravnica again, there's lots of um, bounce effects. You know, you're returning back to your hand, play him again. Mm-hmm. Even in Gatecrash, we've got the the rogue guy, the unblockable yeah, key guy. Master. You bounce a guy when you play him. Yeah, the key Although it might be a bit pricey for playing multiple times, but hey, got to get the value. Yeah, and if you've got the mana and nothing else to do, then why not? Yeah. Uh, let's move down to black. So they get target creature and opponent controls get minus two, minus two to end of turn. Which oh man, that is really good, isn't it? I mean, that can be straight up removal. We play pre. That is straight up removal. Do you do you remember skin render? Sk- uh, no, because I didn't. Re- I only did one draft of the that new was, law. Um, that was minus, minus three, three, minus three, yeah. wasn't it? Or three minus one, minus one counters, or something, yeah, something like that. But that yeah, I, I, I know insane. he was good. This guy seems pretty insane. The red one. Um, Gain control of target creature and opponent controls so end of turn, untap that creature, it gains haste, which is just act of treason if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh man, these are all good. These are all good. I mean, I would, I would have liked to see a, a different sized body on this guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the fact that they are all 2-4, so they're all 3 in a colour. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they ga- all they're have... gatekeepers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's the rubbish one. Oh, is there a rubbish one? Yeah, the green one. You but gain 7 life. Nah, that's not a rubbish one, Craig. What? Oh, come on, compare it to the rest. I, I take control no, of your no, creature, no, no, I no. kill your creature, I get a card, I get a token. I gain seven lines. Yes, and you get a 2-4. But I could have a better 2-4, and I could get some other advantage. Yeah, but not if you're green. Yeah, because you're in another colour, because as you said, we're drafting three colours. Yeah, I don't know, Craig, I think that's that's acceptable. I mean, I mean like, I, I'm quite happy to pay four mana for a 2-4. I mean, a two, I mean, it trades, well, a lot of things with two power, uh, two toughness, and he survives a lot of blocks. He's a good blocker, and if he's going to give me seven lives, and I'm, and I'm getting a creature, I mean, nah, oh. Nah, I, I, I think the green one is definitely the weakest. <sighs> I mean, you could I mean, argue, oh, it's... I would, a- right, okay, I would, I would agree with you, like, that it has least impact, it has least effect on the board. You're, you're not removing a blocker, you're not, uh, killing something... And what was the point when you gain an extra guy? Those are all really good. But I don't think that should underrate this guy just because, you know, life gain's not that exciting. No. But that's seven lives, man. That's a big chunk. That's like, 
Pop. Oh dear. I think I think it's the weakest. Like I, I don't, don't it's get me more wrong. Than a, it's more than a quarter of your starting life total. Let's play two at a giant. Yeah, but who's just playing two at a giant? Who's doing that? Uh, we did on Friday. <laughs> yeah, no. Which was re- really good fun, but um, it was good fun. I, I, I had some small issues with it, but that's just me. I'm impressed how well I got on saying I had never met the person I was playing with before. Mm. We went on, we did pretty well saying we, uh, I mean, we, we, we worked well. And sorry, I'm going off topic, but. No, it's alright, it's okay, buddy. Because I mean, I, I mean, the thing I'd say about two-headed giant drafting is the fact you only get one game really makes it a little bit luck dependent sometimes. You know? I mean, I know that it's kind of evened out by the fact you've got two decks to play off, but even if one person stalls or one person just starts drawing land, that can be a bit rubbish. <laughs> if that's your entire match based on one game in a game which has a high element of variance, you know? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyways. Um, 2 4 for 4 mana. I mean, I recognise a solid blocker, but I'm not like picking up tons. It's just like I wouldn't pick up tons of armory guards. <sighs> like, it's no, a 2 5 I... and it yeah. like skates as well, but I wouldn't like, I probably wouldn't jam two armory guards in my deck, and these are kind of worse. That's, armory guards are four drop, is it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard, it's really hard to discuss these things just without any more information. We don't know what the rest of the green creatures are going to look like here. Uh, true, how, the, how important is a two for going to be, you know? I mean, what, what, if the, what if the rest of the field are all just X2s? Yeah, we, well, you, you know what most of the cards are going to be like, because we're going to see Return to Ravnica, we're going to see Great Crash again. And yeah. I recognise two fours are good at blocking, but they're not killing too much, and they're probably not attacking in very well either. They're, they're attacking brilliantly because what? Oh, things okay, things can block them, but a lot of the time it's just that's it. The block, nothing else happens, and it gets somebody else through. Yeah, maybe. And I look at Blood Rush. Have that. Yeah, I mean, this. Oh, I'm getting. I'm, I'm having a. I'm. I think I'm just being argumentative, but. I, I do love I, how... I want, to see, I want to call this guy Verdant Haven of... Verdant <laughs> of Haven? Who, yeah. Why? Because of the life gain? I assume not because of yeah, the mana. Because, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Because uh, when when we discussed Verdant Haven to start with, you did not like it. And I think the reason you didn't like it was because it had life gain attached. Right. And seeing that and going, ah, I don't like life gain, overlooking what the card actually does. And the life gain's a bit of a benefit. And I don't think four mana for 2-4 is completely out of the face of things. It's not a bargain. It's not massive value. But tell you what, you're going to give me more than a quarter of my life total? Snap, like, t- I don't know that. Fair enough. I'll say okay. I'll have one of them in my deck. Okay. I think one thing we do need to re-emphasize, you do need to control two or more gates. So sometimes <laughs> yeah, okay. they are yeah. just going to come out as 2 fours. Like You're right. You're right. Absolutely, yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about another four drop. Now, admittedly, this is a rare. Mm-hmm. Advent of the Worm. It costs one green, green, white. So very Selesnian, a bit hard to cast. Instant yeah. spell. You put a 5-5 five, five green worm creature token with trample onto the battlefield. Now that is a 4-drop. It's, it's a 5-5 five, five for 4. At instant a, speed. These just keep getting better, Craig. <laughs> they I know. Do, don't they? It's like a challenge. They're saying, well, what? You, you thought Loxton Smiter was good. <laughs> you thought that guy was good. We're going to give you a 5-5 five, five worm, and you know what? you got populate in your deck. you got populate. You populate away, my friend. And it's at instant speed. It's just like, yeah. surprise blocker, I kill your guy. Yeah. By the way, i got a worm to populate next turn. What's that? i got growing yeah. ranks on field, you know. Not to mention all my Simic guys have just gotten bigger. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I saw this and I was just like, yeah, that's exactly what I hoped Solasnia was going to do to begin with, but and I'm happy it suddenly come to fruition. The sort of yeah. On, on a slight aside, I was I did a um, Return to Ravnica draft today. All and, right. Uh, yeah. I was able. You remember Growing Ranks, which allows you to populate it being your upkeep. Yes. I populated a Grove of the Guardian creature token. Nice. Two eight eights. Hello. <laughs> Guy just conceded. Not surprised. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, 5-5. Five, five. I mean, that is one half of um, Armada Worm. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have the Armada Worm, because man efficiency, but not complaining. And it's got Trample as well, Craig. That's mm. obscene. It is. It is indeed. <sighs> I'm not quite sure where to go from here. Do we start talking about Split Cards, or do we start talking about the Guild Champions? Mm. Well, I've seen neither. You make the call, buddy. I'm, going to, I'm looking at them as we are looking at them. You're getting my genuine first reaction here. Okay, let's not tilt our head sideways. Let's look at the guild champion. So every guild has a guild champion, which doesn't come as a surprise. Each of them are costed some amount of mana, then one from each of the guild colours. So for example, Exava, who's the Rakdos Blood Witch, obviously the Rakdos guild champion, she's two black-red. Okay. And each of them are legendary, and each of them are rare. So we're going to see plenty of them, basically, when we open up boosters. Whoa! 3-3 first strike haste unleash! Okay, so there you go. You just covered what Xava does. Yeah, she's a 3-3 three, three first strike haste unleash, but it doesn't stop there. Read the yeah, final line. I know, I'm reading, I'm reading. Each My other creature wife. you control a plus one, plus one counter on it has haste, which basically means every single one of your unleash guys can come in with haste if you so desire. That is ridiculous. She is ridiculous. That when is- I saw her, I was gobsmacked. That is just so good. And she's a cleric. Why is she a human cleric? She is not a human cleric. She's a human berserker, barbarian, or uh, avatar <laughs> of war. I don't know. <laughs> He's walking about going, um, um, have <laughs> some psychic powers. First Strike Haste Unleashed does not, uh, um, make. <laughs> that is a blood-curdling scream, and it's yours, not hers, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so, Exava, Rakdos Blood Witch, is insane. I, want, I mean, can you can you find a downside? Let's find let's challenge yourself to find a downside here on these rares, Craig. It encourages not- you to unleash your creatures, which means you cannot block. Right, okay, who cares? Your opponent's dead. Yeah, because you're attacking <laughs> in so hard and fast. Yeah, that is true. And the interesting thing, she doesn't have to unleash herself. She could just be a really good blocker and all of her friends go in charge and crazy. Mm. If you want a 3-3 first strike blocker, which, you know, I mean, I keep looking at a uh, splatter thug uh, and thinking, "Oh, that's really hard to block, but r- really hard to attack into is a different question because it's only a, it's only a two-two yeah. when you're attacking into it. If it's you know, if it can block, and so. there's so many other cool little things you can do. Like there's cards which move tokens around, and yeah, if you're so, in, you know, uh, you could be in uh, Gruel as well, and then you're getting counters from that. And yeah, I mean, there's the, the fu- oh, and- fox mage is just straight up blue, so you could kind of be, is it? Uh, Rakdos, and the instant speed tapping him, moving counters around. I, I honestly oh. think you should be looking at green, because you've got Golgari, which scavenges, and oh, you've also course, got Gruul, yeah. which has access to the uh, green of guards, and just stuff like Burst of Strength as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. Downside? I've got downside. What? She's it's, off. It's, it's a rare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna, hopefully you're not going to see it that often. No, but if you do, you're drafting Rakdos. Yeah, or you're playing against it. Yeah. You're going to get sick of seeing this card. It's going to be, oh, uh, I, I could be wrong. I think there's 40 rares, and if there's 10 guild champions, that means, you know, one quarter you're going to see 
Well, okay, I'm ignoring Mythic Rares, but still, you're, you're going to see a lot of guild champions. Mm. Guild champions are definitely going to come up in every single game. Are, are rares all the same rarity, Craig? Or yeah. do they still do rare one, rare two, rare three, that sort of thing? No, that, that's an old school concept. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. There is, however, a rare uncommon. There, the, there's one uncommon, uh, which is half as likely to appear as all the other uncommons. Uh, sorry, commons. Sorry. Like it, it appears more on the sheets or something like that. Yeah, there's something to do with the printing that one of the, sorry, one of the commons is half as likely to show up as any other common. And I think it's Skyblinder staff for Gay Crash, but I'm not sure, and it probably really? doesn't make that much of a difference, but. I've got loads of those. <laughs> well, I'm sure if I said any cards, someone would come back to me and say, oh, I got loads of those. That's variants for yeah, me. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I think Skyblinder staff is it from, I seem to remember reading that somewhere. Mm. But, I mean, who really cares? Yeah. Anyways. It's interesting though. Yeah. You cared enough to learn these things, Craig. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I am aware enough to know these things. I'm not quite, I didn't really seek out this knowledge. Anyways, okay, let's move on. So, uh, Lavinia of the Tenth. Lavinia? Lavinia? I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, she's three white and blue, so she is from the Azores Senate. I'm just gonna call her Avril. Avril mm. Lavinia. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh. So, Avril, you 4-4 four, four, pro red. Yeah, sorry, yeah, so, yeah, you covered her stats, so 5 draw, 4-4, four, four, pro red, seems okay. When she enters the battlefield, you detain each non-land permanent your opponent's control with CMC 4 or less. Oh, man. That is sickening once again. Yeah. Because if she is your 5 drop and you were on the play, then you just lock down everything your opponent controls that turn. Yeah, and you're just getting stuck in, aren't you? Yeah. Have it. Uh, and tell you what, have it again next turn. And if you can flicker her or bounce her and play her again. Yeah, I don't even want to think about this with a Restoration Angel or something like that. Ugh. Oh, you're thinking Instructed. Yeah, n- yeah. I'm sorry, it's just the first thing that came to mind. I was thinking, how do you bounce this? And then there's all those things I was talking about earlier. The, the um, oh man, no, that's just horrible. You say horrible, the person playing <laughs> oh, yeah, say hor- fun, just like the yeah, person exactly, playing Sabbath yeah. saying fun. Yeah, you're horrible in the best kind of way. Yeah. And pro-red, which is going to be interesting, because, I mean, I guess you're coming up against a lot of red, because people are playing lots of colours, so... This is true, yeah. And a lot of your burn spells are red, surprisingly. But then there's a lot of removal across the board, out of all the, the sets we've seen so far. Yeah, you could stab wound or uh, exile her with angelic... Turn her into a giant toad. Yeah, exactly. There's plenty <laughs> of ways to get rid of her, so don't worry. Yeah. Let's move on to Malak, the Is it Paragon. He's mm. four blue and a red, and he's only a two-four, so yep. he's got a lot of work to make up for. Uh, he, he, first, you play with the top card of your library revealed. Okay. So you broadcast to your enemy what you're about to play. If, yeah, sorry, you may cast the top card of your library if it's an instant or sorcery. For free? No, you need to pay the um. mana cost. However, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery from your library, you can copy it and choose new targets for the copy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice, but... I'm not sure yet. Hmm. I think you're going to have to draft a lot more spells to make Melek work. Yeah, this is true, this is true. And I may weaken your deck, I'm not sure. Also, Overload doesn't really work well with him, because, okay, I Overload my Cyclonic Rift to to put all non-lands back in your hand, and then I copy it and, oh wait. Yeah. Yeah, like, so, okay, some Overload spells will work, but some of it won't. So it doesn't quite work with a guild mechanic, but I, I mean... guess it's flavoursome. Uh, it's got to be good, Craig. Why is he six mana if that is not good? I mean, look at what we've they, seen they already. They make bad cards. They make yeah, bad, but, oh, they make no. bad mythics. I mean, look at Enter the Infinite and Omniscience. Look at what he's up against. That is, I just feel that's going to be better than it looks. I, I, dedicated as it I am, am yet to be convinced of Malik's power. 
You just need to draft appropriately. You have more spells in your deck than creatures, and... I would love to open him so I can try it, but I'm I'm not quite convinced he's powerful enough. <clears throat> or is there going to be some way to manipulate the top of your deck, Craig? Uh, Do you know what I mean? The, the only thing at present I can think of, you can Azorius Charm back to the top of their library, but... That doesn't actually work, for instance, in sorceries, because you can't return an old permanent, so, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think there's any deck manipulation at the moment to that sort of degree. Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem like, it, it doesn't seem like it fits with other ones. I mean, look at, look what we've looked at already. You could Codex Shredder, I suppose, if you want to get rid of the top card of your library, you can just filter to your spells. Mm-hmm. Or you could just search for something and, and shuffle. And then take another look and then find something else that allows you to shuffle. Yeah, it's... yeah, no. <sighs> okay, that, that, let's move on, because, yeah... He's got to... I, I feel he's better than he looks, just because he's six mana. Well, we're all going to get one. Well, all the top eights are going to get one, I suppose. Do you get the feeling this guy was originally, like, five mana, and then in some way of building he's absolutely broken, and they've said, nah, we have to make this more expensive? I bet they fixed him for a format which isn't limited. I bet that's the problem. That'll be it. Yeah. Yep. See, I, I, I'm, I've said it before, I only look through the goggles of a limited player, occasionally an EDH player. I don't care about other constructed formats, so I'm just blinkers mm. are on. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Demir's Guild Champion is Mirko Vosk, Mind Drinker, who is a legendary vampire. And he's cool! Only, he's only a 2-4, but he is a flyer for 5, so it's not terrible. He's a blue vampire! He is a blue vampire. We've not seen one of them for a while. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, whenever Mirko Vosk, Mind Drinker, deals combat damage to a player, that player reveals cards from the top of his or her library until he or she reveals four land cards, then puts those cards into their graveyard. Four? So I believe this has been nicknamed the mine, the grind mechanic after mine grinds. And yeah, right, he right. grinds for four land cards. That uh, is ridiculous. Wooberg. That is Wooberg. <laughs> that is Wooberg indeed. That, that is a guy I want to pull open and go, okay, he's not outright just ridiculous like Ixava or, um, oh, whatever Zorus is called, but oh, he could be so much fun. Yeah. Oh. Man, I just want to like, uh, Give him double strike now. <laughs> well, you can you can work out a way to uh, Boros charm it. Yeah. Then you're in four colours. Wrecking Ogre onto it. Worth it. Wrecking Ogre <laughs> Wrecking Ogre onto it. But the problem is that damage isn't linked to how much he grinds. No. Except for it, the double strike but, part. But it hits twice, so yeah. it has to now it has to look for eight lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you gotta look at the at the best possible situation we can think of, Acre. Absolutely, because that's mean, always like, gonna happen. Yeah, because, I mean, a 2-4 flyer, you know, we don't want one of those. I mean, that's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> Shut up. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next champion, uh, we've seen him for ages, Rurik Thar, the Unbowed Gruel champion. Yay. Four red-green. He's a 6-6, six, six, so 6 for 6-6 six, six seems good. Yeah. He also has Vigilance, and he also has Reach. Vigilance seems like a strange one for a Gruel creature, doesn't it? It does. It's kind of like a very sort of disciplined kind of... Mechanic, you know, I'm standing on here on guard. I, you will not distract me from my duty. Reach seems and a little bit a, odd. But he's got two heads. He does he have two heads. You can't sneak up on him. <laughs> yeah, it makes perfect sense. We think he's got two heads. The vigilance may be there because he attacks each turn of Abel. Yeah, yeah. But or uh, because he's got two heads. Oh dear God. Okay. Also, <laughs> whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, he deals six damage to the player. 
which I know we've spoken about this card before, but just again, he's a really solid champion. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, just blood rush, so you can skip that whole non-creature it spell thing. Really does seem like the polar opposite to the Ezit one, where with this guy you want to fill your deck with creatures, and the other guy you're filling your deck with spells. I don't see that that's a, a weakness. I just think it's something that's got to be. You have to bear in mind when you're building your deck, that's all. It does depend on what spells, I suppose, but yeah. Mm. Okay, the next champion, and the one which I think most people were probably excited about, which is Tessa, Envoy of Ghosts. So she's a 7-drop, 5-white-black, and she's a 4-4. She's got Vigilance, and she has Protection from Creatures. What? Yeah. (laughs) What? What was was the enchantment? Was it Spirit Mantle? Was the pro-creatures one? No. Uh, Oh, you're thinking... It's a core set. That was good. No, no, there, there's one in Gatecrash as well, the plus two, plus two. As I was pro multicolors. It's a uh, Holy Mantle, gets plus two, plus two, and pro creatures. Oh, yeah, yeah, right enough. And that yeah. costs four, so you're getting a two, two with vigilance for three mana or something? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> okay, also, whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, you destroy that creature, and you may put a one, oh, sorry, you put a one, one white and black spirit creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Now you see, Craig, see that right there? Yes. See that? Yes. That's worth seven mana. I I, I am going to be playing a seven mana card for that. There is a problem. Nah. The problem being, she's a seven mana card, and she doesn't instantly make an effect on the battlefield. Hmm. You play Tesa as your seven drop, and then your opponent goes, all right, I swing in with all my guys. Yeah, they'll die, but I've just done lethal damage. Good game. True. That's the problem. She's a bit too expensive to be a showstopper. In that situation, she at least stops the biggest guy. No, she... Yeah, she went after it's done damage. No. Oh, uh, oh pro creature. protection from creatures and I'll get in your way. Uh, that, that is true, I suppose. She's a very good blocker, but they can still swing for lethal. But if, uh, other than that, other than one bail outright remover with a spell or just bail outright kill you, she's still pretty good. She is. <laughs> And note, you cannot blood rush onto her. Pro creatures. Yeah. Mm. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Yeah, it's, a, it's an ability, isn't it? Yeah, it's a creature ability, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that works. Yeah, Anyways. that sounds right, yeah. Right, we've got some more champions. We're not done yet. Varros, Var, Varrolls, Varrolls. He's got a Z in there for no good reason. The, st- the Scar Striped. Uh, star- yeah, ooh, I can't say anything now. Varrolls, the Scar Striped. <laughs> Val, Val, oh my word, it's Barbara Moss's mate. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's not, well, yeah, insofar as black pronunciation. So the Gruel Champion, who's only one a black and a green, so he's a three drop, he's a two two, which doesn't seem too uh-huh. bad. Uh, yep. He's a troll warrior, so you can guess that he does have regenerate, and he does that by sacrificing another creature. Yes, and he's pretty cool. Each creature card in your graveyard has scavenge. Scavenge cost is equal to the mana cost. Wow. That is that's, again, is just a reason to play him. Oh, my goodness. All oh, your guys have scavenged and pro- proper mana costs. Oh. Oh, man. You I'm scavenged just, all... You know, you know what I'm thinking, Craig? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm right, kind of a, a non-draft moment. I'm just thinking things like uh, Mere Superior. It's a two-mana spell, which has, like, far... It's like a 6-6 six, six or something like that. But it's, got, it's conditional. Get them in your graveyard and make your guys huge. There's got to be something equivalent. Death's <laughs> Shadow is what you want to be looking at. So Death's Shadow is a 13-13 with relevant text when he's on the battlefield, but irrelevant when he's in the graveyard. And it costs a single black. 
You put that in the graveyard for one black mana. You put 13 counters on something. One black mana, 13 counters. That's happening in Commander. (laughs) Right, back to draft, though. Back to drafting. But still, I mean, just (laughs) stuff like Drudge Beetle, which is like five and a green. It's now one and a green to put two counters on it. And, of course, you put it on this guy, however you pronounce his name, and you just sack other creatures to regenerate him. So he's not not going away, and he's just staying that big and huge. What about all the... um the Blood Rush cards, which have much higher power than Toughness. Or um, even something as like Cobble Brute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, it's it's going to be wild. Yep. Um, and on the downside, he's a rare, like everybody else we're talking about here. But hey! You can also say on the downside, back. he does just die to exile, but, you know. Yeah, and he, get, he gets killed by uh, the two fours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except for regenerates, and he's probably bigger because of counters, but... Talking about counters, Vorel of the Whole Clad, or Clade. Clad? Clade? Mm, Clade. It does look like Clade, doesn't it? Yeah. So one green and blue, so Simic. Uh He's one four, which is mm-hmm. terrible. For green and blue and tap, for each counter on target artifact creature or land, put another one of those counters on that permanent. Well, that's pretty good. On target artifact. That, you know, mm. You're thinking oh. of your Lux Cannon again, or your Titan Force, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. But just something like, oh, I've got Unleash. Now I've got Double Unleash? Yeah, totally. Or, I mean, we don't have minus one, minus one counters, do we? Uh, not in this format. No, no. He, has, he has Proliferate. He does. He d- oh, but Target Proliferate. Yeah, but stuff like Azor's Elocutors. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of things which aren't rares, because you don't want to be... Just anything which has been um, scavenged on or evolved or uh, unleashed. I mean, those those all perfect targets. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Ah, oh, man. Okay, cool. That's cool. I mean, I mean, I can't think of much use in limited outside of that, but it's still pretty cool because he just makes guys bigger. Yeah, totally. And like, he's good because there are cards which use those counters. You know, like I was talking about Fox Major and things earlier. Yeah. Uh, they're, and especially once creatures get to the point where it's harder just to evolve them by playing more guys. You know? Yeah, he, he forces evolution. A bit like forced adaptation, but without having to put a card. Ooh! I've just read them again, Craig. I've just read them again. Uh huh. For each counter on target artifact. For each counter. So if it's got three, Let's get another three. Yeah. Wow, that's even better. That's not proliferate, that's proliferate extreme. Yes. <laughs> wow. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's, do- oh, it's that doubling up. Oh, that's okay, yeah, that sounds interesting. I was trying to think of a way of abusing it. It's abusive just in itself. Yeah, yeah, it doubles mana. up. Two mana for that. Sign me up. So all you need is Varols <laughs> and Varel, and they can just get to work. Scavenge yeah. onto it, double the scavenge. Nah, you just go like Cloudfin Raptor, and then a two drop, and then this guy, and your Cloudfin Raptor's now a 4 4. No, uh, he goes up to a 3 3, then you tap and make it a 5 5, right? Oh no, in fact, it'd be a 3 4, and then it'd be next turn. So you could play another creature and do this. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna be huge! It's yeah. flying anything you do. Oh, now we right, okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop drooling over this card because it's making a mess on the keyboard. So as you can see, guild champions are definitely exciting. I argue with the exception of Malak, even though yeah, I. Yeah. What's that guy all about? 
Well, we'll see. Um, it's going to be played, eh? It's going to be yes. actually so with split cards. It's going to be fun because that gives you a lot of choice. Uh, we haven't seen all the guild champions, so some are missing, and I can't remember off the top of my head which ones, but some are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to have to come back to see some of the others, but those are the guild champions we've got so far. That That's is pretty cool. Can I talk about the unofficial guild champion of the Izzet? Yes, Ral Zarek, the new <laughs> planeswalker. <laughs> I know you're going to love this guy if you haven't read him already. Yeah, I've, I've read this guy. Yeah. Okay. He's awesome. So Ral Zarek, he costs two, a blue and a red, and he gives four loyalty when he comes into play. His plus one ability allows you to tap a target permanent and untap another target permanent. So you <laughs> lock down, what, one of their blockers and you untap something? Yeah, I mean, that is deceptively powerful right there, Craig. Yeah, it's it, that, that untap. It's the untap part rather than the tap part, which, which is it's, exciting. Well, it's, it's both. You, you get to tap down their guy. You tap um, down a defender, you untap Pharrell, he then doubles up on something again. Oh, yeah, anything. There's anything that taps, it gets to do it twice as often. That makes that card twice as valuable as it was before. Yeah. Um, his minus two ability, he deals three damage to target creature or player, which is quite nice. He just lightning bolts. <laughs> Yeah, so and this is one of the key things you look for in a planeswalker, the ability to defend the, themselves on the board. So if something's threatening him, you can just say, well, you know what, that's not going to be sticking around. Yep. You know? And then, of course, the ultimate, which is very is it in flavour. Yeah. Minus seven, so it's not too hard to get to. Hmm. Flip five coins. <laughs> I know I know you love coin flipping. Yeah, yeah. Take an extra turn after this one for each coin that comes up heads. <laughs> it's just like it could go so wrong it's brilliant it could go so wrong but it, uh, what I heard best was like you want to do this ability just as extra turns have been called so you get all the extra turns if you get five heads <laughs> <laughs> the, that, that is just oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes it's five extra turns it doesn't say it's you know three yeah in their own mind Oh, but just just the ability to take extra turns, multiple extra turns, but it could just go all wrong. It's wonderful. Yeah, and like you could, you've just invested all that time. You're like, I could sit here and for the next, I don't know, six turns and ping your guys, or three turns pinging your guys, killing them off. But no, do you know what? I'm just going to take a punt. Ping, 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 ping. Oh, look. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> and I just so what, you're going to get. Two or three extra turns, maybe? Oh, if we're going by averages, then yeah, two and a half extra turns. Yeah. But that's not what it's all about, Craig. That's not where the excitement lies. That's not where the fun is. <gasps> it's like, hold on to your pants, I'm going to get five heads. Woo! <laughs> I cannot wait to open this guy. I cannot wait to try to ultimate it. It's never going to happen, but oh, it's just going to be fun. Craig, can I just get my five coins out and go three, three heads and two tails? Chuck them all in the air. You know that they released uh, plus one plus one counters with the Commander's Arsenal. Do you think they're now going to have to release official magic coins? That wouldn't be uncool. <laughs> In fact, that's... See, I have my, my coin for my coin flip, so I have a, an old school 10p, which is bigger than the modern 50p. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's hefty and chunky, and it makes a good ping noise. But do you have five of them for Ral Zarek? I, 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 I can flip it five times. Oh. oh, no, it says flip five coins. It's in the rules. It, it says it, five coins. It does actually say flip five coins. It doesn't yeah, it say flip a coin flip five, five times. times. Yeah, I need five coins. I'm, admittedly, that's probably due to the length of text rather than anything else, but... 
Yeah. No, it says five coins. It does say five coins. I'll be like, come on, put it here, mate. You got, have you got five coins? You know what? There's, there's a level <laughs> two judge on Tumblr, uh, magicjudge.tumblr.com, Charlotte Sable, I want to say. I may mm. just have to ask her, can I flip a coin five times or do I need five coins? I want to see what a level <laughs> two says to that. <laughs> it Although, does say flip five coins. Although I also heard her, was it her or was her, was it her friend who was co- complaining that, uh, Officially, your graveyard has to be all in one pile, and they were getting annoyed that people split their graveyards when they're playing eggs. Right, right. Or just splitting instance of sorceries and then everything else or stuff like that. Just, anyways. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make any sense because there are cards which affect card, well, say like the first creature card in your graveyard and things like that. Or... Yeah, there, there, there is, there is rules that you can't shuffle your grave, like you can't rearrange or order your graveyard mm-hmm. in certain formats. I think it's anything which includes Ursa Saga or earlier, I want to say. So yeah. from modern, you're okay. But the point is, your your graveyard's meant to be a single pile. So if you split it in two just because you want to know what you're turning with eggs, technically yeah. you're not allowed to do that. I mean, I've got a card in my modern deck which cares about it. I uh, can't remember the exact name of it, but it's got... I, I, I don't mean to shoot you down, but I'm pretty sure it's Ursa Saga before, which obviously isn't modern. But... Mm, well... If you know the name of the card, I'm happy to look it up. But. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, mechan- the mechanic basically is, uh, if, a, if a creature card goes into your graveyard on top of it, or like, after it, then you have the opportunity to pay mana to get the, the spell back to your hand. But if you miss that opportunity, if you don't do it, then you don't get that when the next creature hits it. So, Ooh, okay. uh, I can't remember the name of the card. It's not really relevant. No, we'll worry about it later. Yeah, but. it's in modern anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. Who are we? Ral Zarek. Good guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, come on. The, the reason I'm playing is it one of the pre-releases is just so I can open Ral Zarek and go, yes, I can play him, I can play him, watch <laughs> me play him, you're all going to die. I mean, most of the time, I see you just going, plus one, plus one, minus two, plus one, plus one, plus one, minus two, plus one, plus, you know, because that is, that's good enough all day long, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think we said it before when we looked at Rasko, um... In the limited, most of the time, what you're going to be doing is the this is the first two abilities, so the plus one, the minus two here. Yeah. Like the minus seven's a bit of a pipe dream, just like Rask oh. is a pipe dream. I mean, Gideon bucks that trend, in my opinion. Like I thought Gideon's minus fifteen was like that's never going to happen, but he gets counters crazy quick. I was playing my uh, red sort of chaos deck on uh, Thursday night against uh, our usual group, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, it must have been about turn four or something, I was like, and two mana, and T-Bolt. And everybody just went, <laughs> T-Bolt? <laughs> okay, fair enough. And I'm like, playing away, playing away, I'm just doing my uh, looting or rummaging or whatever you want to call it every turn. Uh-huh. And they're going, oh, that's really cool. And occasionally I was getting a new card, because sometimes I've discarded the one that I was getting. And uh, the game went on, and everybody just completely ignored them. And I was like, and I ultimate T-Bolt? And they're like, what? What does T-Bolt do when you ultimate him? Well, you see, <laughs> see all your creatures? They're mine for this turn. Oh, look, he's just <laughs> attacked everyone. It's like, ah, I see. <laughs> Ultimates are good when you read them. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I knew what T-Bolt does. Yeah. I would have let that happen, but I wasn't there, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ral Zarek is seriously making me want to make an Is It Chaos deck. I could really fit him in there with coin flips and, yeah. Yeah. Could be cool. I, Although, I, it means Norrin would have to take the back seat as my commander. Oh, I, ha, you know what? I, I have bought a Norrin the Wary just so I can potentially make a red Chaos deck as well. <laughs> I, the only thing more annoying than one Chaos deck has to be two at the same time. Oh, man. Let's play two-headed giant commander as well. Oh, God. <laughs> right. right. 
Shall we move on to another yeah, card? I feel we maybe should. Okay, let us talk about then the split cards. Okay, okay. Uh, I want to turn my... You know, I think I can turn my screen sideways. I can't. There's too much stuff on my desk, but... I've just turned it sideways, but I'm in danger of breaking it. Okay. Oh, it's weird scrolling up and down, though. Okay. I'm turning it back the right way, Craig. Ugh. It doesn't like doing that. Okay. okay, I'm not quite sure where to start with these ones, whether I should... So it looks... I think they've said that um, there's going to be an uncommon cycle of split cards at... Un- I just said uncommon. So we're going to cycle of split cards for each of the guilds. Right. One card for each of the guilds. So the first one I'm looking at alphabetically is um, Armed and Dangerous, which is the Gruel one. Yeah. So Armed is one in a red, and it says target creature gets plus one, plus one, and gains double strike until end of turn. Mm-hmm. And then Dangerous, which is three in a green, says all creatures able to block this uh, target creature this turn do so. Ooh, lure. Yeah. So you got... Actually, I'm not quite sure what Armed is otherwise, but yeah, d- Dangerous is the lure. And the nice thing about this, you got you can fuse it, okay? So you can yeah. spend four red and green to do both. And the target creature can be different. So you can get oh. one of your guy, like your biggest guy, plus one, plus one, double strike, and then some of your one little guy, all creatures have to block him, you attack with both, and your huge guy does tons of damage, and your little guy dies as he's blocked by all of your enemy's creatures. Yeah, or the other way around is, if you've got a big guy, you could just Kill Make them all. all his, yeah, you could just wipe his board. Yep, and you just attack all your little guys, which otherwise couldn't attack, indeed. Yeah, that, that seems really good. Yep. And uh, it's the same as the um, a lot of the Blood Rush cards. It fits two slots in the curve. You know, it's really... Fo- well, I'm going to say flexible, you know... It's actually three cards when you think about it, because you can cast Armed for two mana, Dangerous for four mana, or Armed and Dangerous for six mana. Yeah. Like, it actually fits three places on the curve, which is really nice. Yeah, just to, for every whatever you need at the time. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's look for another uncommon. I don't. I haven't revealed all of them yet. I think we need to scroll quite far down. So toil and trouble is a Rakdos one. Uh, toil is two in a black, and target card draws two cards and loses two life. Which are we just... going to see? Are we going to see a Hubble and Bubble? You know, I wouldn't be terribly <laughs> surprised if there was a hu- Hubble and Bubble. Oh man, there better not be. I mean, how many? There better not be. Crazy. The, are they? They've. I think they're. It's a limited resource. You know, something and something names. Yeah, yeah. But some have been bad in the past. And toil and trouble. I looked at. It, I went really Shakespeare. Like I like Shakespeare, but it's a bit cheesy, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah. Sorry. Toil is sign of blood. Two in black, and you just do sign of blood. Uh. Trouble. Two in a red. He does damage to target player equal to the number of cards in their hand. Yeah. And then you can do both. So you cause a target player to draw two cards, they can then lose two life, and then they take more life equal to the cards in hand if you want. Or you can just draw cards yourself and just deal damage to your That enemy. seems good, Craig. It seems yeah. good. And I've just, sorry, I've been distracted by the next one down the list, and I've just gone, ugh. What, Beck and Cole, or? No, no, the next one, Turn and Burn. Oh, uh, no, I love Turn and Burn. No. So Turn and Burn is it one. Two in a blue. Target creature loses all abilities and comes in all one weird, uh, red weird until end of turn. And then burn is one in red, it deals two damage to target creature player. So you yeah. turn something into this tiny little thing and you go, and die! <sighs> I'm just thinking flavor, flavor wise, Craig. I mean, this, this is the whole fourth wall thing again. It's, it's launch party all over again. <sighs> what, turn and burn? Yeah. What, what, what's that, what's that from? Like, I don't it's, recognize that as a phrase. It's a poker term. When you're reviewing the cards from the deck, you, you, cause you, you, oh, turn, yeah. Turn and burn the cards, you know, cause one, one gets 
removed and they turn the next one. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I didn't read what the card did. I was like, ugh. Oh, no, but it's so fun because you go turn, you target... Oh, it's so fun, it's so fun. I'll let us read what it does. <laughs> so you, you target Boris Reckoner and turn it into an old one with no abilities and then you go, I ping it for two. But I do two damage to it. And yeah, it that, dies that, and there's no cool. there's that no backlash from Boris Reckoner's ability. Yeah, that is cool. Or you just target Varlos and they forget to re- put the regenerate shield on it and then you just go, nice Varlos, bomb, two damage. Yeah, or like you just make your, I don't know, your Simic guy, whatever, whatever evolved guy is, you've got, make him tiny, kill one of their guys, play a big guy, evolve your guy, your guy turns back into the guy again. Oh, no, 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 target creature loses abilities, he won't have evolve. Oh! Doesn't yeah. work for that. Oh, well, that's fair enough then. But it's nice, you know, they just attack him with some big thing which doesn't have counters, and you go, I shrink it. Yeah, I, I don't like that card, Craig. Yeah, what, one point, just for players who aren't aware of what, what the layer system is, if you shrink something with plus one, plus one counters, like like using turn on it, it will be an O one plus O the plus one, plus one counters. Yeah. Don't 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 think the plus one, plus one counters are somehow negated just because you're setting it to O one. doesn't work like yeah. that. Yeah, it's the same for enchantments and cipher cards or whatever you've got in there. Yeah. Finally, Boros has a really unexciting one, t- wear and tear. One in a red, destroy an artifact. White, destroy an enchantment. See, you say it's really unexciting, but that's actually a classic, isn't it? How often have you used Sundering Blow? Or Shattering Blow, or whatever. I don't even know what it's <sighs> called. The 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 Boros card, which yeah. destroys an artifact. How often have you actually used that? I don't know very often, but I Never. think your, your Kieran's are going to become even more relevant here if everybody's going to be, for the most part, across three colours. Ooh. Sorry, I just had a thought on the side, because they, they've said that there's going to be three colour-fixing cycle, mana-fixing cycles, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. And I'm not sure, I can't remember what the two are, but the t- two of them have been announced. I'm pretty sure it's the Gates, and it could be the Shocklands, or it could be the Key Runes. Right. I'm not sure, but they said there's going to be a third. Uh, I'm wondering if the Key Runes could get reprinted as well? That would be a bit rubbish, though, wouldn't they it? Have, I think they've also said it's that uncommon, so, I mean... Yeah, mean, yeah, but would... then how many opportunities do you to pick up a key rune in a draft? You know, that's all three packs you'd have. I'm still hoping it's the signets, but I've kind of been told that's unlikely to happen because two mana ramp is not what they want to do. Yeah. But I, I mean, based on the fact that in the holiday cube at Christmas, they put new artwork for all the signets, I'm really betting the signets come back. I'm really hoping at least the signets come back. Is it another modern fixer because, because they're available in Available in modern, they want them available I widely. I don't know how many people use them in modern, because generally you just get the land you want. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah. Eh. Okay, those were some of the uncommon ones, but there are also rare ones, rare split cards. And these ones seem to be the... I'm actually not sure. What One side's one guild, and one side's an allied guild. That seems to be how they're going, and I think there's going to be five. So there's not going to be some weird place where you have all the guilds comboing off, because I'm not quite sure many cards that requires, but it's a lot. So, Beck and Cole was the first one they revealed. Beck being Summick, it's uh, green and blue, and whenever a creature enters the battlefield this turn, you draw a card. Ah, uh, I like that. I like that. Now, that seems mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Cole, I'm not so big a fan on, but it's still pretty okay. Um, four white and blue, so it's Azorus. Uh... Put four one one white bird creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. What was the uh, instant the the four mana instant eyes in the, the skies? Birds? Eyes in the skies, yeah. Yeah. Now <laughs> the thing is, you fuse them together. Now that does become an eight mana spell. Four white, blue, blue, green. Oh. But then it basically reads: 
Put four 1-1 one, one white bird creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield and draw four cards. Yeah. Um, it doesn't literally, it doesn't actually read that because it just reads Beck then Cole, but Beck right, and Cole I, I, together. I have a question for you, Craig. Okay. Right. You've got seven cards in hand. Okay. And one of these, a uh-huh. split card. Mm-hmm. And your opponent has seven cards in hand and he does not have one of these. Do you have card advantage? I would say so. Yeah, it well, seems actually, like it, doesn't it? I mean, okay, here's a question. Um, actually, maybe there's more points to this. So one question is, are the lands in your hand relevant? That's one question, but that's not, that's not even bother answering that. I'm just going to pose it a question. The other question is, mm-hmm. do you have the mana for the fuse spell? I mean, you've you got more options, but you don't actually have more things to play unless you've got the mana to fuse the spell. Yeah, but that's true of any spell. Though. I mean, like, I could have seven cards in my hand and they could range in mana cost from one to Seven, you know that's that doesn't. <sighs> yeah, I suppose you know you ma- you make a good point there because yeah, sure I can cast back slash call at any point from two mana to eight mana. Yeah, it's just what I get is slightly different. Yeah, it's a bit like having an overload card. Like that's options, but it doesn't just because you don't have seven mana doesn't mean you can't cast Cyclonic Rift for two. You know, mm. I mean, I'm just thinking, does this count as two cards? Really? I mean, I know the problem is you've got the option to cast two cards, but if you cast one of those cards, you've used two cards to cast it, if you're counting it as an extra card. Can you treat this like a kicker? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you pay a little bit extra and you get a second effect. Except with a kicker, you don't get to play the spell just for the kicker effect. Well, well, you can, yeah. I think it is card advantage. Yeah. It's a weird sort of card advantage, isn't it? Because, like, if somebody says discard three cards, and this is one of them, you've discarded three cards, and you've lost four spells, or four, yeah, yeah. or four four options. This is um, this is what we call opportunity cost. Cost. Like, if I cast back, then I cannot cast call, or vice versa. Yeah, but I think it's having that choice is the power here. You know, having the having the option available to make that decision. Whereas, if you just had a card which read what, you know, what Beck does on it in your hand, fine, it does a good, has a nice effect, but you've only got one choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think this is probably card advantage. I'm pretty yeah, sure. I, th- I think it is some kind of, yeah, it is sometimes and sometimes it isn't. Well, that's like having yeah. a cipher card, which you can't actually cipher onto, or an uh, overload card, which you really want to overload, but you just can't. It's just, you're going to have to go for the slightly lesser effect and you can't get the advantage off of it. Yeah. Well, you're not down a card if you do that, though, are you? I mean, no. if you just, if you play, right, if you play Call, you get four bird tokens, right? You've got effectively four creatures for your one card. Mm-hmm. They're not massive. They're not mason or anything. But, you know, you've got a card's worth of effect out of that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think the, are the individual effects overcosted? But, you know, is the fact that you've got that flexibility taken into account on the costing of the individual effects? I don't think it is. And the reason for that is, I look at Cole, and it's six mana to gift uh, four birds. Yeah, four power for six mana. In the air. Uh, Eyes in the Skies gave you two birds, it was four mana, and it was at instant speed. So if it was a sorcery speed like Cole was, it'd probably be a three mana thing. Yeah. And, and okay, admittedly, Eyes in the Skies doesn't necessarily get you two birds if you've got other tokens to populate, but that's... Yeah, that's, that's so a, I, two I, birds is the worst you'd get. I don't think... This is overcosted, and of course, it's not like they need to charge you more because you have the opportunity to cast both spells. Because they do charge you more to cast both spells, you need to cast both spells. You need to pay the mana for them too. Yeah, but you've got the choice. 
That choice is that choice is important. Maybe slightly overcosted. Like, how much was lure? Because we can look at dangerous, um, which is lure, right? Yeah, lure was three, wasn't it? Was it? Check it out. Lure. Uh, it's oh, actually lure's an aura, which says all creatures. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. And it was it was one double green. So three and green for is this, effect, is yeah. this? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Like, I'm not saying they're efficiently costed. They maybe. I mean, you know how you look at some cards and go, "Oh, that's a bit too expensive." Yeah, some of them may look a little bit like that, but I think some of them aren't. What is sign and blood again? Was that one black black? Mm. Sign and blood was double black, and instead you're paying two in black. I mean, again, that feels fine. Yeah. For toil, so no, I, I don't think they are overcosted because you, you. I mean, if you want to cast back and call, you need eight mana. That's a challenge in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, you're playing green though. True. And you're playing Azorus. <laughs> Getting there is maybe not so hard. Maybe. Long game is a game. Right, shall we look at another rare one? Just Yeah, go on then. So, Breaking and Entering, which... um, What was Breaking and Entering again? It's one of the cards you get. Uh, I've forgotten what it's for again. Well, what, the uh, guilds? No, no, Breaking and Entering is the launch promo. Woohoo! So it's Demir and Rakdos. So it starts off blue and a black for Breakering. Uh, yeah. Break Breakering. Breakering. That's merging both of them together. That's what, it, <laughs> that's what it's called when you use it. Breakering. Sorry, breaking. Blue, black. A target player puts the top eight cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Nice. Then entering <laughs> is a four, black, and red. You put a creature card from a graveyard onto the battlefield under your control, and it gains haste until end of turn. Right, okay. So I can see how these two work together. Mm-hmm. Um, are you playing breaking on its own? Why not? There are plenty of cards which like stuff in the graveyard. Do like you- the Pre-Six Sinks, um, Death's Approach, The Consuming Aberration. For some reason I briefly blanked. Um, yeah, even if, you think- got, if you've got scavenge cards, you can even target your own graveyard. I have heard um, to some degree that there is some logic in targeting yourself in mill effects because you don't know what the opponent has, but you do know what you have. Yeah. Uh, little card from history, Craig. Do you remember a little card called Mind Sculpt? I rem- oh. <laughs> I remember Mind Sculpt, yeah. Do you remember, do you remember how awesome Mind Sculpt was and how many games it won you? I do remember that Mind Sculpt was exceptionally <laughs> bad and we had good long, uh, conversations about Mind Sculpt and yeah. its playability. Yeah. But, but this is not the same format. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not the same format. There's cards that take advantage of the amount of stuff in your graveyard. But if you play Breaking on its own, all you're doing is affecting their library and their graveyard. Or you're targeting your own and you're just doing something along the lines of Chrisley Salvage or uh, Jared's Orders. You know, putting stuff in your yard intentionally because you can use that. Because <laughs> there's scavenge cards. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> it's really more of the Demir Mill strategy. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? It really is. Like, you've got White of Precinct 6, and yeah, back on, start putting cards in graveyards, you know? I mean, that's actually a big chunk. You're talking like a 40-card deck, they've just taken seven cards off the top, and then you turn to, say, oh, you know, take another eight off the top of your deck. You know, there's 15 cards down. That's not bad, right? And obviously entering is just good because it's just like, what's the best creature card in any graveyard? I'll be having it then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's obviously going to be ways of putting ridiculous things in graveyards and cheating them into play with this. I mean, how ridiculous can we go in this draft format? Oh, uh, Mold Spine Worm. 
Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, good old world spine bomb. Yeah. Yeah, something big and expensive, but you're not necessarily going to be playing that in your Rakdos deck, are you? But, <sighs> yeah. And you've got all those nice enter the battlefield effects as well. <clears throat> yeah, you could target a primordial. Yeah, and obviously, I don't well, know if why, I did. Why are, you, why are you sighing? Just I don't know, I just, I quite like entering. I like entering, it's like six mana, fair enough, I get to haul something in a graveyard, but it's more expensive than uh previous version of that, which was just four and a black, I think. Uh, coal from the grave, are you thinking? Yeah. That so it's more expensive than that, it's across two colours, and it doesn't do anything, oh, it gets haste, it gets haste. Yeah, r- rice from the grave... Didn't give it haste, and it did make it a black zombie. Not that that was terribly relevant, but yeah, um, that's made it better in some cases. Yeah, you know, dep- depends. Zombie stuff, but yeah, the uh, so I'm not. I'm, I, I like it. I like hauling things at a graveyard, getting more use out of them, all these things. But I'm not falling over myself for doing that for six mana and breaking. I can't help but think you're wasting your time with that, unless oh, I don't. Yeah, I d- it doesn't feel as exciting as back and cold, does it? No, no. And like even doing it for like what, paying eight mana across three colours to mill them and to take something. Yeah, nah. But you know, I'm maybe wrong here because milling somebody for seven is a large amount. No, eight is, isn't it? Yeah, eight. Yeah, that's a lot. You can argue it's twenty five percent of the library because they draw seven cards. At least I'm a thirty three. Yeah, I'd rather no. do five, five damage, though. Hit them for 20% of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you don't get to do five damage for two mana. Uh, I don't know, Craig. I'm sure it's going to be slightly better than we think. I mean, it, as I say, it doesn't excite me as much as Beck and Cole. Mm. Uh, although it is in colours, I kind of prefer a bit more. I, I think this is one of these ones which, in the right deck, is going to be really good. If you make the deck with all the cards which care about graveyards, you know, the, the whites of Precinct 6 and uh, the, the, you know, the removal spell, one mana, minus one for each creature. Uh, Death's Approach. That one, yeah. Those sort of things, brilliant. But all those cards are in uh, Gatecrash. I mean, I'm thinking, what, Scavenge? Or what, what blue cards from Return to Ravnica work well from the graveyard? From the graveyard? Yeah, you know what? None, yeah. 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 yeah, so scavenge stuff. Uh, I think in the right place it's going to be really good, but it's not a, a slam pick. This is fantastic. I'm glad I got this rare. Aye. You know? Yeah. Okay, Um, I don't know if we want to talk about any more cards. I don't know if there's yeah. anything which you've spotted which you kind of want to chat about. I mean... No, like some... I said, unless this is the first me browsing through them, maybe I should do my name that card, Craig. Name that card! Okay. Haha, <laughs> Steve's name that card for today is going to be... One of the cards we oh, no, have yeah. at. As you discovered it, I, I gave you uh, the maze, didn't I? Oh, man. I did indeed. Um, yeah, yeah, you've got to give me one. Oh, this is going to be hard. We've only covered some. Like, I would want to grab oh, sorry, one. Sorry, I've, I've had to scan through while we've been talking. Okay, so I can grab one of the ones we haven't not, spoken yeah, about. Yeah, if you want, if you must. Okay, um, this is potentially a, quite an exciting card, which was revealed only a couple of days ago. Mm. Let's start with the flavour text. Okay, okay. Um, I'm not going to get it on flavour text, to realise. <laughs> the Obsidata revived you with purpose. Don't squander their blessing. And that's by Tesa Karlov, Grand Envoy of Orzov. Right, okay. So... <laughs> it, that sounds like one of these things which maybe isn't actually an Orzov card. You know? 
Hmm. I don't know, Craig. Okay. I really don't know. What, are you just giving up already? <laughs> it's three... Unless it's, unless it's like something which isn't actually a creature. It's a sorcery. Uh, oh. Oh. Well, I, there was only one sorcery when I looked at the horse of stuff. I can't remember what its name was. It was a... Uh, Do you remember what um, it was? Was it a return to the battlefield from graveyard thing or something like that? Yeah. But what I, did it return from the graveyard? A creature? No. Broader, uh, broader term. A thing? A slightly <laughs> narrower term. <laughs> yeah, a, a, a permanent, maybe? A permanent, yeah. Um, um, so, Obsidat Aid, for three white and a black, is a sorcery which returns target permanent card from the graveyard to the battlefield. Nice! So, you can return a creature for, to the battlefield, an artifact, land, enchantment, planeswalker. Five mana, that's nice. Planeswalker. <laughs> yeah, no, come on. That's what, I think that's what most yeah, things... In a draft, you know. Okay, in a draft, maybe not, but yeah, I'm... Yeah. But target permanent from your graveyard to the battlefield. Like, just whatever your best card is, you've got two of them in your deck now. Yeah. Kind of. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's good. That's a good card, Craig. I mean, you knew roughly what it did, which wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, that's because there's, that's only, there's more... only a limited number of hours of cards to choose from. Ah, I suppose this is true. Yeah. Okay, um... Right. Quickly, we can go back to the news. GP Strasbourg has finished. Oh! Alexander Hain was not the winner. He got knocked out in the semi-finals. Uh, uh, the semi-finals is still perfectly respectable. Oh, definitely. definitely. I mean, jeez. Um, the winner was <laughs> uh, Thomas Enneboldson? Well done, Thomas. En- well done. Enneboldson. He's a Dane. I, I don't speak Danish, so I'm not very good at Danish surnames, so yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah congratulations. Well done, well, done. well done. Congratulations. Woo! Okay, before we wrap up, um, I did post something on Facebook and Tumblr and Twitter saying that if anybody asked us questions on Tumblr, then we would answer them as long as they got the questions up before Wednesday, which is still All right. yeah, a few days away. So if this, if this gets out before the 17th, then feel free to fire off more questions in uh, Tumblr. Uh, we do have a couple of questions, so I thought... We would answer them live. Well, that's kind of what I said, so yeah, we will answer them live. Seems reasonable. Yep, yep. Right, I'm actually going to break this first question down into two parts. Right. Because, I don't know, you may have a response to the first part. So Chris Lansdell, which people may or may not recognize, a level two judge out in Canada. So the first part was, Twitter needs more Steve. <laughs> and I've been get, I have been getting this message a lot. It's like, make, get Steve on Tumblr. Uh, not on Tumblr, on Twitter even. And yeah, I've yeah. been saying, well, I can try, but if he, even if I succeed, chances are he won't use it. <laughs> this is true. I mean, I've got a mobile phone. I don't use that either. You know? Actually, where was that conversation again? Uh, yeah, here it was. So Kyle was sending a message to me and he said, I've only listened, uh, so he was saying, um, yeah, when's Steve getting on Twitter? And I said, I'll prod him about it tonight, but he barely uses Facebook email or his mobile phone, so Twitter's basically <laughs> a lot lost cause. <laughs> And, yeah. and he responded, oh, well, if Steve's that much of a Luddite, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> so now Chris is asking you, is there any movement on the Twitter front, or are you still refusing to join Twitter? See, uh, I have, in fact, joined Twitter. <gasps> what? <laughs> I've just not used it yet. Yeah. You, I actually did it a couple of nights ago, and then I just kind of forgot that I'd done it. I was just rem- You just reminded me today already. I was like, oh, oh yeah, I did that, didn't I? So, so you are on Twitter, kind of, yeah. 
Are, I, I have a Twitter account, and I am following one or two people. Are okay. Are you willing to <laughs> share, or are you willing to keep quiet until you start using it? No, no, no. I'll share. I'll share. That was kind of the point. That was the whole point of going on. Uh, yeah, my Twitter. What you just? This is your username, isn't it? And people can. Yeah, it's just your username. Yeah. So my username is Toejam Horse. So it's like Toejam Horse. It's one word. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I get to add that to the end of the show, don't I? Yeah, you get to add that to the end of the show, Craig. Okay, so you are now on Twitter. I am now on Twitter, Craig. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a woohoo. I'm, I'm going to be dragged into the 21st century, kicking and screaming, Craig. I'm just waiting when this episode goes live. Within a few minutes, you're just going to start getting tweets, and you're going to be like, who, who are these people? What are they asking? And, oh, ah! <laughs> Craig, you're making that assumption based on the fact that you think I might actually check Twitter. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I suppose if some of my followers start tweeting you, I'll, I'll see, but okay. Yeah. Right, anyways, we'll continue with Chris's question. Um, oh, actually, the next part was, why is he not on there? So I guess we fixed that one. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, he continues with a draft question. Have you tried the gate deck? I did with Crackling Perimeter and Hold the Gates, and it was very strong. Mm, yeah, yeah, I've done that. done that once, Craig. done that once. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the, I think it was basically just Crackling Perimeters I was working with. But I didn't get them till quite late on in the draft, and uh, I, I think I didn't have enough gates. And I, I'm not sure. Like, see the crackling perimeters. Mm-hmm. I had two. Right. But I kind of felt like I wanted more. Just but to make then, sure you drew into it. Yeah, to make it kind of worth having in the deck. But then I don't know. Like, if I'd had three, would three have been too many? Like, I'd, I'd, you don't want multiples, do you? You don't need multiples in play, do you? Because they just, no. they, they give the same effect. It's not like you do X damage or X is the number of crackling perimeters. Yeah, so I wasn't, so, first of all, I had seven gates in play for that one, or seven gates in the deck, and I think I could have done with more gates, so it could have been like, maybe ten gates would have been better. Yeah. Don't know. But like, yeah, I wasn't sure about the, how many perimeters I wanted. It was okay though. When perimeters got out, it was fun, but I, I was finding by the time it actually happened, I was getting killed. But maybe that was just the deck I was playing at the time. It was kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. It wasn't a very good deck, Craig. <laughs> Fair enough. I, 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 anyway. I can't personally comment. Like, I've, I think the only time I saw the gate deck was when we were down in GP London with that draft we did on... Uh, was it the first day or the second day? Mm. Uh, where Pete was drafting it, and I don't think it really did much. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's something that just needs to be refined. Like, I think it could be really good, just I've not tried it enough. You know, you know what I mean? If I, I, I make it a couple of times, I'll probably get it down. Well, you, you don't have long to get it down pat, because soon we're going to be moving into Dragon's Maze, so... Yeah, but that's that's it. It's going to be... could be better, Craig. More gates. Like I say, you only need one cracking perimeter. Yeah, but then, then you need to grab all the cracking perimeters and gatecrash, don't you? Yeah, but you might only need one or two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right, so there was another question, and it was from Anonymous. He seems mm. to ask a lot of questions in a lot of places. Anonymous gets around an awful lot. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, simply asking, thoughts slash review on the Sauron vs. Tibolt dual deck. So I own um, Sauron vs. Tibolt dual deck. I own quite a lot of dual decks, mostly just for my collection. And after seeing this question appear, I did decide to try it out. So I played a couple of games. I can hold, hold on. Rewind. Sweetie. What? 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 You, were gonna, you went out and bought the Tibolt vs. Sauron deck. Uh-huh. And you now have it in your possession, and you owned it. Mm-hmm. And it was only after reading this question you decided you were actually going to play with the cards you bought. It's a funny qu- statement. 
but yeah, I've I've got like I want to say eight Joe decks. Just guessing off the top of my head. I suppose I could list them if I really wanted. I think I've played with one of my Joe decks once or twice, and that's about it. I can't. Fa- I mean, it doesn't seem like the most exciting thing to do, and it sounds silly. But normally, when I come to play Magic, if it's a Friday night Magic, then obviously we're doing drafting. If it's not, then normally we've got something organized. I haven't really played with the Joe decks. Mm. Which I know seems silly because the whole point of that yeah. is there's two decks and they're meant to play against each other in a duel and they're sort of meant to be balanced, but they're not always. Yeah, yeah. So how did you find this one? Right. I mean, I only played two games. I mean, that was all I could actually fit in at the time. So I may I potentially need more playtesting before I can make a real judgment. But Tybalt absolutely crushed Sorin, <laughs> which is not the thing I expected to say. But... Tybalt has a lot of things which just do damage very quickly. Um, there's a lot of punisher mechanics. So sort of like, if your opponent decides to take six damage, then you don't get to draw the three cards. But if they don't take the six damage, you draw three. I mean, there's just a lot of places where damage can be done very, very quickly by Tybalt. Mm. Like, um, both games saw Sulfuric Vortex come into play. Mm. If you know the card. No, I'm making mm noises. So- <laughs> <laughs> Fill in the gap. Okay. I'm like, mm, that sounds interesting, but tell me more, Craig. Okay, so Sephiric Vortex, one double red, and it's an enchantment. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, Sephiric Vortex deals two damage to that player, and then if a player would gain life, they gain no life instead. Mm. Now let me tell you, there is some life game in Soren's deck. After all, he himself makes vampires which gain you life. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That, it's hard, uh, hard to see after two games, though, isn't it? True, but <laughs> I. But the thing was... I didn't just lose. The Sorin deck got crushed. There's just a, quite a lot of uh, creatures um, which come out for Sorin, which ping, you know, just do one damage here and there. Maybe it's like an Ashmouth Hound which needs to be blocked or becomes blocked and then does the damage. Yeah. But there's a lot of token-generating cards in Sorin's deck. For example, you know, Sorin himself. Yeah. Uh, there's like Doom Traveler and Mausoleum Guard and um, Lingering Souls... And Spectral Possession, which will create 1-1 one, one Flying Spirits. Yeah. They don't last long when things are pinging you for one all the time. This is true. And that was the problem. Like, a lot of your early stuff are kind of tokens or little 1-1s, one, and they just get pinged to death. <laughs> or you just play them, and you don't block, and they still die before they can kick off your Blood Rush. Because, uh, not Blood Rush, Blood Thirst is in this quite a bit, because there's obviously a few vampires. Yeah. A few of them have Blood Thirst, and it's somewhat hard to kick it off, and it you just can't really keep things on the board with Sorn, it seems. That's a surprise. Now, I will say, Sephira Vortex was the thing which did the most damage, but the creatures, it just seemed that Tybalt's creatures were far better suited at dealing with Sorn's creatures than the other way around. Mm. Now, maybe in a more general statement about the the cards themselves, um, the Sorn card is very pretty. In fact, actually, the Tybalt card is very pretty. I mean... They're very nice. Foil uh, alt artwork is very, very nice. S- there's some solid cards in here, like Fiend Hunter, Vampire Nighthawk. Fiend Hunter's in Sorin's deck. Fiend Hunter is in Sorin's deck. <laughs> that seems a little. It's hunting out fiends. Of place. That's, that kind of means demons and devils, not. Yeah, but he's working for a vampire. <laughs> Sorin's good. He created Avacyn. He tries to stop the old Drazi. He's, he's not a good guy. He's a paddy. Oh, he's no, he's no Nicol Bolas. Um, there are there are some good quality cards in here as well. Butcher of Malakir, if you know what he does, a five-four oh, yeah. flyer, which when yeah, yeah. one of your guys die, it resacks a creature. That's pretty crushing. 
um, death grasp with really nice artwork. I think it's the first time it's been printed in the modern frame. It's X mm. black and white deals X damage to target creature player. You gain X life. Nice. Uh, there's a Hell Rider, which cool. is being played. Uh, Sophia's Vortex, which is quite a staple cube card. Unfortunately, not a foil. Um, Devil's Play. Nice. And then that's nice, all right. Devil's Play. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, Breaking Point was a card I was talking about. Any player may have Breaking Point deal six damage to him or her. If no one does destroy all creatures and they can't be regenerated. Okay, actually, that wasn't the card I was thinking of, but. Mm. Um, yeah, pretty crushing. And then, yeah, Soren just seems to have weaker rares. Like, one of the rares, you draw three cards and lose three life. For four yeah. and a black. Like, like three and a black. It's like, okay, sure, it would black kind of has to suffer to draw cards, but, yeah. Um, Field of Souls and Twilight Drovers, just a bit meh. The, the rares and, uh, Tibble's deck's definitely better. Mm. Obviously, Plane Walker to Plane Walker sort and trumps Tibble. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. But it's but not just about the Plane Walkers. <laughs> I, 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 I still like Tibble better than, than Soren. He's cool. I, I know you like Tibble, but you're, you're and he draws And he draws me random cards, Craig. He's like, yeah, I'm drawing a card and I bet it again. You, you're, just, you're just wrong, Steve. Why? I get, I, I, I get enjoyment from something, Craig, and if I can get enjoyment from it, then I I, I Endeavour to get enjoyment out of it as often as I can. I do not deny that you enjoy playing to vote more than Soren. <laughs> I'm merely saying you're completely wrong with Soren being a better planeswalker. I and I will that. not hear anybody say anything different. La 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 la. <laughs> my fingers are in my ears. <laughs> okay, those were the questions. But I say people have more than before Wednesday. You can ask, or in general, just ask because um, we will answer them and quite probably on the show regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like our questions. Right, I think we're done. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, in which case, uh, ways in getting in touch with us. We are on Tumblr, DalvinTraft.tumblr.com, Facebook, Facebook.com slash DalvinTraft, Gmail, DalvinTraft at gmail.com. I'm on Tumblr as Ravak underscore, R-A-V-A-K underscore. Steve is on Twitter, can guess say that now, as ToeJamHorse, T-O-E-J-M-H-O-R-S-E. Having to think there because I haven't done that before. Uh, your host for this week were me, Craig, and you, Steve. That's me! The intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod. The name of the song is a cannery and it is royalty free music licensed under Creative Commons by Tributation 3.0. Gmail.com. And finally, I'm on Twitter. Oh wait, not finally. <gasps> I, <laughs> comma. I'm on Twitter as Ravak underscore R A V A K underscore. And Steve's on. T- and finally, Steve's on Twitter. We'll get, I'll get this right eventually. <laughs> this is all brand new and exciting. As Toe Jam Horse. That's T O E J M H O R S E. It's a bit weird yeah. spelling of something when you're not used to it. Anyways, I've forgotten how the end of the show goes because I've deleted the show notes and I forgot how. <laughs> How does it go again? I've forgotten. It's not written out. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> oh, I don't even know if this is going to be the stinger or just going to keep this in the show normally. It's like you, you say, so uh, uh, thank you for listening. I'm, I was Craig and uh, I, that was Steve and I go, that's me. And then that's like, quite cool. <laughs> like, way. Your, oh, your host for this week were me, Craig, and you, Steve. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> The intro we could do, out- do this again. We could do this again. Oh, okay. Let's do it again. Right. Um, okay. You, I th- you got thrown by the whole Steve's got a Twitter account, didn't you? Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>